And welcome to another episode of Fat Attack Features, the Bad Brad and Horror Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Capo, with my co-host, Elaine. And today, we're going to talk about the 1995 action-adventure film, Congo. So let's get to it. Congo. Yes. <laughs> this is the name of this movie. Yeah. The action-adventure movie. Yeah, it's also a country in Africa. Yes. For those also who true. didn't know. Also true. It's the Republic. They're dropping a lot of names of uh, of countries. Tanzania. In this movie, yeah, but Congo is its own country. Yeah. And then uh, they go through somewhere else, too. Tanzania. We'll get there. Okay. Not really. We're not going to talk about countries in Africa. We're going to talk about Congo. So you have seen this before a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. Probably when it came out, to be honest. Now, I saw this in theaters, and I am I think I've seen it one other time since then. But uh, here we are. Yeah, here we are what? You just said, here we are. Yes, we are. Here we are. Well, because I want to just dive right into talking about Congo. You, you want to? I don't want to. Okay. You okay. talk about anything that we've watched good lately. Last night we watched everything, anything, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. I think is what it's called. Yeah, that is what it's called. That's pretty good. I liked it. I liked that. It was funny. It was funny. It, was a good it movie. is actually billed as a comedy, though. But we've also ran across some stinkers. What, this week? Kids vs. Aliens. I don't remember. Did I fall asleep? No. Are you sure? Yeah, you are probably just, like, drunk. Oh, well, it was terrible. It was terrible. So, the problem was... Was this... We watched it with Kate? No. You sure? I'm positive. When did we watch this, then? Because people have been here every weekend for, like, forever. Oh, it was, was Kids vs. Aliens where they were trying to make their own movie? And then there was actual aliens? Yes. Okay, yeah, that was terrible. And the problem was... That once again we felt we fell into the trap of the trailer being much better than the movie. Really, the trailer. Much, much like Christmas Bloody Christmas. Mm-hmm. Except with Christmas Bloody Christmas, at least we got what we what was advertised. Mm-hmm. It was Christmas and there was a bunch of blood. Now kids versus aliens, there was not very much kids versus fucking aliens. 
It's like an hour and 20 minutes long. And like the whole first hour is just kids just like running around. It was kids versus kids. And then it turned into kids versus aliens. And the only two like cool alien kills are in the trailer. Yeah, that's, that's legit. And then the only really good scene is just some girl getting melted by goop. Goop. But that movie fucking sucked. I was very disappointed by that. Ooh, we also watched The Blob. 1988's The Blob with Kevin Dillon. Yeah, speaking of goop. That's a good movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. It was goopy. There's something else we watched that wasn't good. Uh, Pretty much everything. Yeah, there was something worth mentioning, though. I felt like. Uh, I don't I'll be honest. It's been a, it's been a hard couple of weekends, so I don't recall most of them. Wait, what movie did we watch with Nate that was terrible? Rigor Mortis. Yeah, that, that was, fucking sucked. That sucked. That fucking sucked. We did an episode on that, but it's completely unsalvageable. So, there you go. Going in the Lost Files. Amateurs don't know how to talk into microphones, whatnot. Yeah, and then Nate was very confused. Yeah, Nate just got increased. He got more confused as it went along. Yeah, he was convinced characters were dead that weren't dead. Yeah. And uh, things of the sort. <laughs> So, but it didn't help that it was a terrible movie. Yeah, and we were also very drunk. <laughs> and then also on top of it, it's hard to do um, foreign films unless everyone's kind of like on the same page, and that was definitely not the case. Yeah, Nate definitely wasn't reading this subtitle. No, you didn't know what was going on either. Because I like blew y'all's minds when I explained the ending. Yeah, but that's because the movie was very convoluted. It was. Don't it was. tell me that the ending that you've read online. I didn't read it online. Don't tell me that the ending that you saw, that you told us, was very clear. It wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. There Unless you, you were paying attention. Or do you need to be honest? I don't do. No. <laughs> it's not your strong suit. <laughs> Sitting still and watching movies is not my strong suit. You're correct. Yes. Now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm at a crossroads. I'm trying to decide how much time I really want to invest into this because I do have a story to tell. <gasps> tell us a traumatic story. But I think I'm going to save it. For No? You don't want to put it on this podcast? Because I don't want to invest any more time into the Congo than I have. Okay. So we're just going to dive into I wanna Congo. Say, I also want to remind you that you were about this movie. You know what? I thought I was about this movie. You were all about this movie. And it's only because we just quote a girl go away all the time. We you literally know, just okay. quote that all the time. For no reason we just say ugly girl go away. And that we do. <laughs> so I think however, we thought we liked this movie however, more than we However, we I will say... Yeah. There is another saying in this movie that we need to normalize. Oh, God. Stop eating my sesame cake. Yeah, I feel like my... I can just start telling that to people. Stop eating my sesame cake. Yeah. Also, let's talk about terrible accents. We'll get there, but I'm 100% serious. I'm going to start telling people stop eating my sesame cake. What is it going to mean when you say it, though? Someone trying to like take something that's not theirs. Try to take credit for something I did at work. Mm. Hey, bitch, stop eating my fucking sesame cake. Agreed. I'm going to use that, too. I'm like, this motherfucker is always trying to eat my sesame cake. Yeah, stop eating my sesame cake. But you have to say it with authority. 
that out of anything, and that's that, the one positive from this movie. Is we got one extra quote in our life. <laughs> one extra quote that needs to be normalized into everyday life. Because stop eating my sesame cake should definitely be more uh, revered than it is. Now, I have seen t-shirts that have uh, Tim Curry's face. And then it says, stop eating my sesame cake. No, you have not. I have. I have. But it's not like more people should. See, you don't even know that those exist. Everyone should just know those exist. Yeah, but Tim Curry is not the one that's eating the sesame. Is he not is, the one saying that. But he's eating the sesame yeah, cake. He's he the recipient the of. Well, Tim. Well, it was kind of like he's a scrub. He has a very complicated character. Complicated character. Complicated the, character. With a terrible accent. Yeah. From Romanino. You're kind of dipping into your uh, Cajun Jean-Claude Van Damme. Also I like it. <laughs> okay. I've got to think about my Tim Curry Romanian accent here. <laughs> the Tim Curry Romanian accent. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, so, Congo. Congo. Comes out June 9th, 1995. Okay. $50 million budget. Wow. A box office return of $152 million. So made money. Wow. Good for Congo. Made a lot of money. Yeah. But also, I don't feel like this movie should cost that much money. Uh, okay. I had a lot of people in gorilla suits. They were probably pretty expensive. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that too. So, this is based on... A novel that came out in 1980 called Congo, written by Michael Crichton. Are you familiar with Michael Crichton? I thought his name was pronounced Crichton, but yeah, okay. Crichton? Yeah. Maybe it is. I, I always thought it was Crichton. It could be. I don't know. I always thought it was Crichton. Crichton. Uh, you just, okay. Well, <laughs> we're just going to call him Michael Crichton. Yeah, that sounds better than Crichton. Doesn't matter. He's fucking dead. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. So Michael Crichton, uh-huh. author, filmmaker. 1969, he receives his MD from Harvard, but Ooh. chose not to practice medicine as he had released five novels prior to that under a pseudonym, uh, John Lang. John Lang. Though none of them were like hits or anything. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But he chose to continue to write and that same year, he would release or uh, publish the Andromeda Strain, oh, really? which was like super successful. Put yeah. him on the New York Times bestseller. And it's the first novel he put out under his real name. Michael Crichton. Crichton. Now, after that, listen to this fucking 15 years that he has. Okay. 1975, The Great Train Robbery. 1976, Eaters of the Dead, also known as 13th Warrior. 1980, Congo. Congo. 1987, Sphere. Sphere. And then 1990, fucking Jurassic Park. All five, oh. of, the, all five of those movies would become like major motion pictures. All of them being successful except 13th Warrior. I don't think 13th Warrior made very much money. I like that movie, though. I don't remember it. I don't think you've ever seen it. We've talked about this before. Because it has Antonio Banderas in it with short hair. Antonio Banderas. That's a hell of a run right there. He would end up releasing 28 novels, 
sell over 200 million books and have over 12 of his novels made into movies. He also created the TV series ER. Oh, wait, I have this. Was this where Antonio Banderas gets taken with the Vikings and at first he doesn't speak their language and then he learns it? Yes. I have seen this movie. It's a good movie. But, yeah, creates this TV series ER, and he directed the original Westworld movie. Huh. So the way this comes about, though, is very interesting. So in 1978, he directed... The film adaptation of The Great Train Robbery, The Great Train Robbery, starring Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Has a budget of $7 million, brings in $13 million in the box office. But it was successful enough that 20th Century Fox wanted to keep working with him. So basically they ask him, hey, like, what's your next idea? So he wants to make his own version of King Solomon's Mines. So he goes to the studio and he makes a pitch for Congo. Immediately the studio is like blown away and they're like, take our fucking money. The problem is he hasn't written it yet. So they give him $1.5 million upfront for the novel, the film rights and to attach him on as a director. Hmm. But he hasn't written the fucking thing yet. And he said that once they greenlit it, they wanted it made like immediately. And it threw him into like a, a huge like stage of writer's block. So he said he conquered that by spending massive amounts of time in an isolation tank. Like where there's no noise? No noise and nothing. And he would just sit in there for hours and hours and like put this novel together. Huh. And puts it out in 1980. And then they immediately are trying to make the movie. Second problem they run into is, I guess this fucking guy like doesn't understand like how things work. Because he demands that Amy be played by a real gorilla. <laughs> He's like, let's get a real gorilla. And, of course, the people from 20th Century Fox are like... Where are we going to get a gorilla that knows sign language, you dumbass? Or, like, yeah, like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? We can't train all these gorillas to, like, do... The, to make this fucking movie. Like, what are you talking about? So he would end up walking away from the project because they wouldn't give him real gorillas. <laughs> so he says, fuck it, and walks away. So then the studio turns around because they've already paid for it. Yeah, so they're like, fuck it, we'll make yeah, it without with real it. gorillas. So then they go to Steven Spielberg and ask him to make it. Steven Spielberg says no because he had just finished writing Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, so he wanted... Which would come out in 1981. Yeah, he wanted to make that. So he's like, nah, fuck that. So it took 15 years to make this movie? They also offer it to John Carpenter. But John Carpenter is about to make Escape from New York. So he's like, nah, fuck that. Then in the 80s, they tried to bring up another production of it, like in the mid-80s. Couldn't get anybody to attach the project. Couldn't get it off the ground. So it sat on the shelves till 1994, where Frank Marshall would ultimately take the dive. He's like, oh, I can do this. Now, the first trailer for this debuted on November 18th, 1994, with the release of Star Trek Generations. And it was also attached to the VHS release of Forrest Gump. Hmm. 
Mm. Now, they also had a partner deal with Taco Bell. <laughs> and they released the Volcano Burrito. Oh, get out of town. And Lava Sauce. Uh-huh. And it was marketed as the spiciest burrito ever because at the time, the Lava Sauce was supposed to be the spiciest sauce that Taco Bell had made at that time. And be honest, let's be honest, it probably was because nobody knew what Nashville hot chicken was at that point. And I actually found a uh, a TV commercial. No. Yeah. For the Congo Mm-mm. Volcano Burrito. It's only 30 seconds long. You're going to play it? I am going to play okay, it. Okay, let's do it. Hopefully Taco Bell doesn't like Suez. Dude, if Taco Bell's listening to us, then we are a lot bigger than we thought we were. That didn't play. Introducing the Volcano Burrito, piled high with seasoned beef, beans, rice, a blend of three cheeses, and flowing with fiery red sauce. If you're hungry for excitement, get the new Volcano Burrito at Taco Bell. But hurry, at just 99 cents, a taste eruption like this won't be active for long. Oh my gosh. Taste eruption. Ugh. 99 cents. Yeah. And then they had Amy's stupid face on, like, the fucking, like, cups and shit. The fake Amy. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know what's happening now. Alphonse lost its... Oh, it had a red taco shell. Okay. Mm. So, this movie would then be released on VHS and Laserdisc, November 21st, 1995. My dad had a Laserdisc player, by the way. And it would get its DVD release on July 27th, 1999. Ooh. This would also have a video game attached. No, fuck off. A first-person shooter. Oh, gosh. Called Congo the Movie, The Lost City of Zinge for the Sega Saturn in 1996. The Lost City of Minge. And it looks like shit. I bet it did. Yeah. A lot of those movie... Games did back then. Well, especially they were terrible in the nineties. They were terrible to play because they were like so fucking just like smushed together. Now let's talk about Amy. Amy, good girl. So Amy wants lunch. I'm no gorillaologist. No, you definitely are not a gorillaologist. I've never even seen a gorilla in real life. I'm not even sure if they're real because I've never been in a room with a gorilla. I've never seen one. Yeah, they're real. They are real. I'm pretty sure you've been to the zoo and seen one. I've never seen a gorilla at the zoo. You've never seen... I'm pretty sure Nashville has one. A gorilla? Yeah. No? I don't fucking know. If it was, then I missed it. Uh, You were probably high. Oh, my phone died, so I can't verify. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. we'll see. We gotta go to the zoo anyway. We'll see if there's a gorilla there. I'm pretty sure you've seen a gorilla. I've seen plenty of gorillas. Well, as far as I know, they I've exist. never seen a gorilla in real life. They exist. Don't don't doubt it. Now, this gorilla is obviously for some Asian reason, woman now, in a costume. For some reason, I thought prior to this viewing that they did a good job with making these gorillas look like gorillas. No, they're terrible gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> this Amy gorilla is the size of a person. That's not it even, is a person. It's not even the problem. The head looks fine. But that no. body, the body looks terrible. The too. body 
in the suit did this fucking thing. This because two women, Laureen No and Misty Rojas, played Amy. Spent six months. Oh my god, Lauren. training to be Amy. As long as well as all these other people who dressed up as the gray gorillas. Now Which the gray gorillas were even worse than the regular gorillas. This Amy costume is such a piece of shit. Yeah, it legit is something you could get at like at a party <sighs> store. Yeah, at like Halloween spirit. <laughs> like the hair looks so fake. So Everything about it looks so fake. Apparently, they wanted to use the same CGI that was used in Jurassic Park. But the problem was that CGI couldn't render hair. Oh, God. So They're like, no, I can only render lizard skin. Right. So they're like, well, fuck. (laughs) What can we do? So they're like, well, we'll just build everything. We'll just make everything by hand. And then they started running into huge problems while making these costumes. Where, like, paint would run, and they're trying to use, instead of, uh, they're trying to use, like, styrofoam instead of latex. And then they said when they're making the gray gorillas, people kept changing the concepts of what they wanted the gray gorillas to look like. So they just turned into these, like, mutants, you know, with, like, clubbed hands and shit and, like, lesions and tumors all over them for, like, no fucking reason. Because in the book, apparently... They were trying to make it so that they were selectively bred to be aggressive towards people. Right. See, in the book, they're also spliced with humans. They were uh, mixing humans and the gorillas together. Which wouldn't work, actually, because gorillas are actually... Their, ge- their genomes are very different from humans, so you couldn't do that. Yeah, so apparently that was like an idea, like a basis for why they would be... So incestually mutated, I guess. No. Like, that's like the idea, but they never talk about that in the movie. Oh, this this movie, as me as a zoologist who knows a little bit about genetics. You're not a zoologist. Zo- I literally am a zoology. That's my that's my degree. I'm a zoologist. Technically, I'm a zoologist. You went to school and got a degree in zoology, not a zoologist. I'm a zoologist. That makes me a zoologist. No, it doesn't. Do you know what the word zoologist means? Someone who does zoo stuff. No, zoo like animal is animals, yeah. animals, animals. This is a study of animals. Zoology is those, a study of animals. Those days are behind you, Elaine. Which I've literally done studies with animals and hummingbirds and stuff. So I'm technically a you're zoologist. A, you're a retired zoologist. I'm not even retired. You're not in the field anymore. Literally, as a dog trainer, I'm technically still acting as a zoologist. Former dog trainer. Just I'm not literally training right this second, yeah. but like maybe a year ago I was. So Reti- still former, no. Re- retired zoologist. I'm still a zoologist. Don't even play. Okay. Don't well, get, I'm pretty get... sure no one in this movie or involved with this movie was a zoologist. Was a zoologist. <laughs> one, Amy as a gorilla, she was supposed to be seven years old, which is fine that she was seven, but she was the size of like a two-year-old gorilla. So, was the silverback gorilla real? Because that's the only no. one that looked good. No, he wasn't real because one, he wasn't real. None of the girls in this movie were real. But that's real. the best looking one out of all of them. Because uh, he was the biggest one, but yeah, still he, he was undersized. He looks like he could, but I, I don't care about the size. I okay. don't know about that. I don't give a shit about that. Girls I'm just saying, but, the, but by the look of it. He looked like an actual, like, real gorilla. The rest of these motherfuckers... Because he was at a distance, I also feel like. He was filmed at a distance. I think that made no, it No, he better. ran up all in uh, Peter's face and shit, and everybody ran away. 
Yeah, which is very possible. A gorilla may, if you didn't back down from a gorilla, a silverback, it, there is the remote possibility that he'd be go, oh, okay. No, that gorilla's going to fuck you up. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. It really depends on but the But everyone silverback. else was running. He was the only one still. I think, I think he would be... It would get like pissed off at all the uh, the background things going on. Nah, or maybe you'd go after someone else. No, or it wouldn't have gotten involved with people in the first place. Like Jane Goodall spent so much time trying to like befriend gorillas, and before for her to like do her studies. Yeah. Well, if gorillas exist, they do exist, babe. They're never, in zoos. I've never been in a room with a gorilla. Oh, my God. Now I have to find a zoo that has a gorilla just so we can go see it. Because I swear to you, they're It could also be a trick. It could be a hologram. It's they not had a- Tupac at a fucking concert a few years ago. And he's dead. <laughs> they just had fucking Egon and fucking Ghostbusters, and he's dead. As a ghost, they had him in there as a ghost. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Gorillas exist in the wild, still in limited numbers, wow. but also in zoos. They are real. They're the whole a real Haram- species of the whole of Harambe ape. thing never happened. Never existed. <gasps> How are you going to say that? You literally have video of like them shooting that poor gorilla. I got video of Egon too as a ghost. But that's not real. And so it's not really vi- video, is it? Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's not. fake. It's fucking fake it's videos movie. of all types of stuff. Yeah, but there are real girl. Okay, now we're gonna have to find a zoo with a gorilla, and we're that's a that's a mission yeah. now. Thank Miss, you, Miss Former Zoologist. I am a zoologist. What my degree yeah. is in? Gorillology. Gorillology is not, and anything. It was primatology. Was this guy's degree? Which, um, how did he not know anything about fucking this gorillas? Part, yeah, this guy didn't know anything about fucking gorillas. Also, fuck this guy. I hate this fucking guy. What's his name? No. The guy from fucking Nip Tuck. Yeah, I don't know. Um, hold on, I got it here. Cause this guy, <laughs> Dylan Walsh. Yeah, Dylan Walsh. Dude, this guy is the most fucking like worst actor ever. It, it's not even the acting doesn't even bother me. It's his just the character he plays is just such a fucking like whiny <laughs> bitch. And then it, there's just, like, insane parts where they're, like, literally in the middle of the fucking jungle, like, been shot down by, like, fucking uh, gorillas and the, like, man gorillas, like, G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A. Yeah, gorilla gorillas. War- yeah, gorilla yeah. warfare. Like, gorilla soldiers. Yeah. Like, in the fucking jungle. And he's like, eh, you know, I don't want to do this. Let's go home. And they're like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? We're stuck in the middle of the fucking jungle in Africa. And he's like, eh, I know, but, you know, I don't really like this. Which one? I don't like this whole... Or even when they're shooting the fucking plane down, he's like, oh, man, we can't jump the gorilla out of here. It might get hurt. I can't fucking do that. And it's like, dude, you were getting shot at with fucking rockets and things. Like, this launchers. is what you're complaining about. And the pilots have already jumped out of the fucking plane. Do you know who was worse than him? His assistant was worse than him. Completely unnecessary. He had no reason to be in this movie. Yeah. The bad guy from True Lies. Yeah, he was He was literally like... They're just two whiny fucking bitches. Yeah. That's all they do is complain the whole fucking time. So, one, I don't know how they became in possession of a girl in the first place. Like, how did they get Amy? Okay, hold on, hold on. We're getting off track. I'm, get, I'm, getting, I'm letting my emotions get the best of okay, me. Okay, go ahead. Reel because, let's, yeah, let's, let's just 
bust through it. Reel it in. We're doing a very small cast run through, and then we're gonna dive into this. Well, I don't think anyone really remembers anyone about. There's only like to me, there was only three major people. Stop it! Stop it! So Frank Marshall, seventeen directing credits, a hundred and fifty-two producing credits. Huh. Now you will have a very special connection with this man. Is he my uncle? And I don't know. Guess what he directed in 1990. I don't know. <laughs> what? Just take a wild guess. Oh, I don't want to. Just it's tell me. It's a big part of your childhood. You're just going to say Willow. I'm not going to say Willow. <laughs> what? <laughs> not everything revolves around Willow, Elaine. <laughs> Believe it or not. You. You make everything in my life sounds like it sound, revolves around Willow. Uh, Back to the Future? No. Oh, okay. Oh, Star Trek? Oh, my God. Because my parents put me in a room and closed the curtains, which were blackout curtains, and made me watch it by myself. Yes. Traumatizing a very young Elaine. (laughs) Well, you have Frank Marshall to thank for that. He directed that movie. Okay. When are they going to? Like, they did it on purpose, too. They were That was to get me back from when I was a child and I used to play with bugs. I think that was revenge. Because they literally, they're like, hey, Link, come watch this movie. And they literally shut me in a room, literally by myself. I'm really sure this, I have to, I have to bring this up to them. Yeah. They're going to act like they don't remember. Watch, they're going to be like, we don't remember that. It's time for the confrontation. But they, like, the blackout curtains were closed, and they made me watch this movie by myself. Yes. No one else watched it with me. I literally watched this movie solo at the age of 10. Um... <laughs> They're remaking that, which I, I know, don't know, but they keep on saying they're remaking it. When is it coming out? I don't know. But see, I don't think people are scared of spiders like that nowadays because now it's like everybody has pet spiders. Everybody, I, exactly. Every, even I, who it's not who like traumatized by this, have pet spiders. It's not like such a like taboo thing. Like, we know a spider breeder, you know, what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. like you we know, literally have a friend who has like a very large number of spiders, yeah, who used to like. Sell spiders for like a living. Oh, so it's not it's taboo. Like there's literally, I'm looking at the oh yes. molt of a spider that she like pinned up and taxidermied for us. Yes, as my uh, housewarming gift. Yeah, which I really like. I mean, yeah. So anyway, I have a pet spider myself, and I don't even like, really don't like spiders. So yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how that eff- effective that could be, but you know, whatever. But back in the day, it was very. What made that movie so impressive with why people who were probably even cool with spiders at the time was those spiders would think about things, right? They, like, had the ability to, like, coordinate their attacks and plan things. Outsmart, like, humans and shit. Yeah, Yeah, they literally, that's what made them scary. That's what made them scary. Spiders are smart. I mean, insects are pretty smart for not having brains. Yeah. He also would direct Alive in 1993. Which, which also traumatized me. Hey, that's a good movie. Yeah. I never knew people would eat each other until I saw that movie. Yeah, then he had this, and then after this he would do Eight Below in 2006 with Paul Walker and Jason Biggs. Was that with Huskies? Yes. I don't like remember it, uh, seeing it, but I think I might have cried. And that's why I blocked it out. Yeah, I've never, I don't, I, I could say I've never seen that. I can't believe you brought up arachnophobia. Like, literally, I, it's like a memory that I like try to keep blocked. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so, also, 
which there's a lot of stuff that kind of comes back uh, that I found really interesting when I was looking up stuff for this movie. Yeah. But Frank Marshall would be a producer on Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm. which Steven Spielberg went and made instead of making this. And then he would come back and end up directing it years and years later. Which also Raiders of the Lost Ark had a really scary scene that I also didn't appreciate, probably because of arachnophobia, was when she had to put her hand into that thing and it had all of the That's bugs Temple in of it. Doom. Is that Temporal Doom? Yeah, it's Temple of Doom. Which had the fucking Asian kid that you recognized. I recognized him by his voice and he didn't believe me. Yeah, I didn't think that was him. Yeah, I totally recognized it by his by, by his voice. Which, by the way, that was the first time an Asian, like a uh, Steven Spielberg is credited with making that character um, more prominent than he really was supposed to be in the movie. And so that they give, he's given a lot of credit for like being the first... Um, director to really use an Asian person. And he was in the Goonies. And then that was pretty much it until he stopped because he stopped making movies for a minute. Because he became a um what's that called? Um when they have people do the stunts. A stunt A stunt man. Well he didn't become a stunt man. He became stunt a coordinator. He, he became a stunt coordinator. But anyway that kid, like he really pushed that character. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it wasn't supposed to be as prolific in the movie as he was. So he's given credit for really pushing, like, I, I don't know. I think it's called something. I don't want to say it because I don't want to sound racist, but something yellow, like yellow prejudice or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the terminology would be for that exactly. Um, But I do want to also touch on the person who did the music for this, mm. which the music I actually did enjoy. It was. It went. With the movie. It went exactly. It went very well with the movie. Mm. So it's by this guy named Jerry Goldsmith. He has two hundred and ninety eight credits working in the music department and two hundred and fifty six composing credits, starting back from nineteen fifty seven. And I mean, this guy did fucking all types of shit. Twilight Zone, Perry Mason, Planet of the Apes, Patton, Tora Tora, Logan's Run. The Omen, which he would win an Academy Award for, for the best original score. Boys from Brazil, the first five Star Trek movies. Wow. Which, again, goes back to this trailer debuted with a Star Trek movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Poltergeist, Gremlins, uh, Total Recall, the first three Rambo movies, Deep Rising. Which I have never seen any of the Rambo movies yet. The Mummy. I've seen The Mummy. Oh, no, he just did, like, yeah. and his filmography, if you look at it, it's just fucking just crazy, all the fucking music this guy did. I want to say for a while there, music kind of got away from being composed for movies and just being, like, pop songs And just plugging shit in there. Yeah, plugging in pop songs yeah. for movies. Um, unfortunately, he would pass away in 2004 at the age of 75 from colon cancer. Eight years later, his son Joel, who was also a film compose, uh, film score composer, and would make music for movies, would also pass away from cancer. What kind? That I couldn't find, but I thought that was really interesting. That you know, his dad passes away at colon cancer. Eight years later, at age fifty-four, he passes away from cancer. And one of the th- big things he did was. Uh, Star Trek First Contact. So he kept on with that tradition of his dad did the first five Star Trek movies, 
one of the things that he did was Star Trek First Contact when it came out. Yeah. And then he did all of the music for uh, the Stargate TV series. Their first one. Stargate? Yeah. I love... Stargate SG-1, I think is what I the show was. I love Stargate SG-1. Yeah. Had, it had um, the actor who played uh, MacGyver. Well, I forget his name right off the top of my head, but MacGyver was in it. Yeah, well, the guy's dead. He did all the music for it. I love Stargate SG-1. I'll watch it again. Besides that, we also have Laura Linney. Who I love as an actress. Like, she's one of my favorite actresses. She plays Dr. Karen Ross. Which is the most white person name ever. She has a huge run after this. Oh, yeah. She's in a lot of stuff. Even today, she's in stuff. So her next three movies after she dropped this, Primal Fear with Richard Gere, Absolute Power with Tommy Lee Jones, and then The Truman Show with fucking Jim Carrey. Yeah. Are her next three movies all fucking really good blockbuster smashes. Yeah, I feel like she's had a good career for herself, to be honest. Then you got Mothman Prophecies, give her Richard Gere, Mystic River, Man of the Year with Robin Williams, The Big C, the TV series. I love The Big C. And then most recently, Ozark. Yeah, she's amazing in Ozark. So, very successful. From what I could tell, like this was her first this was her first starring role and this was her first like Big, like, fucking uh, starring, like, role. She's a very good actress. And then it all just was uphill from there. Yeah, she's a very good actress, and she's amazing in Ozark. If you haven't watched Ozark, you should. It's on Netflix. And let us not forget Tim motherfucking Curry. Curry. With his terrible accent in this movie, let's be honest. Herkimer Homoka, I think is what he says his name is. fucking. It's ridiculous. Her Merker or her Kermer or whatever it is, is this <laughs> apparently this mining jewel company that supplied all the diamonds for this movie. Oh, okay. So that's why they had And that's why they named his character after that. Now, fun fact, they had to take them all out on like an insurance policy and they lost one. <gasps> was and, it the one they threw into the jungle at the end? And yes, it was. <laughs> Ah, they threw it. They were, like, they were like, motherfucker, you weren't really supposed to throw it. <laughs> which I found hilarious because it's like, okay, <laughs> like, did you not have someone like there to like catch it, catch it or spot it or like watch where it goes, but they lost it. And then, so they couldn't return it. And I guess they ended up having to like pay, well, make an insurance, insurance claim company on it. had yeah. to pay it. They're like, God damn it. Never insure diamonds ever again. Right. So, <laughs> fucking Tim Curry, yeah. 240 acting credits. Yeah, Jude's been very prolific. In Rocky everything. Horror Picture Show. Yeah, so it's probably his most famous role. Legend, Clue, Hunt for the Red October, uh-huh. It, Fern Gully, Home Alone 2, Three Musketeers, Muppet Treasure Island, and then just crazy amounts of fucking yes. voice work. Mighty yes. Max, Duckman, Mighty Ducks, the animated series. The Adventures of Don Coyote and Sancho Panda, Pirates of Darkwater, Wild West Cows, Boys of Moo Mesa, Dinosaurs, Sonic the Hedgehog, Captain Planet, All Real Monsters. Like, dude, fucking all types of just awesome yeah, shit. He's pretty prolific. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And it's sad that he's all like fucked up now. Is he? Yeah, he's like in a wheelchair and shit. Like, uh, can't like walk. Pretty sure he's like paralyzed from like the chest down and shit. And he looks fucking terrible. But he's also really old. He is old. So, you know, I salute you, Tim Curry. Even if your accent was terrible in this movie. 
It oh, was terrible. Oh, don't worry. I I, uh, I I filmed a clip of him explaining his motivations behind this trip because it's so insane that I feel like I couldn't do justice trying to explain it. And we also get to hear this amazing accent, which we this will be playing. This amazing accent that is, uh, doesn't, sounds kind of Russian, but not Russian, but, you know, diamonds. Tell me what this movie's about. Lord. And then we'll and then we'll kind of go through the opening of this. Okay. Um, or what do you think it's about? Shit, it's like two storylines weave together. Um, yes. Corporate company. Terracom, I yes. believe, is what they call themselves. Um, bamboozles their way onto a zoological zoological that's not <laughs> zoological expedition to return a unconditioned gorilla to the wild funded by a scam artist okay that's fair our film opens with us meeting charles played by bruce campbell mm. fun fact he auditioned for the part of Peter, and they turned him down and offered him this very small, minor role. They're like, uh, no one will believe that you have a PhD, so how about you just die in the first five minutes? Yes. And then we'll have, like, a fake, uh, like, mannequin of your body <laughs> later yeah. that kind of, like, kind of looks like you, but <laughs> it's very obviously not, not you. you. <laughs> um. We have well, Charles. We spend all the money on the fucking gorilla costumes, okay? That so. money went fucking somewhere, and I'm not sure where it went. <laughs> well, also, they probably had to pay for the diamond uh, insurance somehow. So, we meet Charles. He's in the Congo, and he is looking for diamonds and volcanoes. Uh, he's looking for a very a very specific diamond, which is why they act like they know this diamond exists. How could they know? Well, so from the very beginning, the first thing that Karen says is, out of seven volcanoes, of course, the first one he picks is the one we're looking for. And it's like, okay, wait a minute. So your whole idea is just to send people to these fucking like volcanoes. But they're looking for a very specific diamond. Like they're like, we need this specific one diamond. How would you fucking know it exists? I think it's not the it's not a specific diamond. It's no, they so act of, like it's a specific diamond, though. Of of they certain, say, I need that they're, diamond. They're trying to find diamonds of a certain clarity to okay. power this laser that they use for telecommunications. And they literally now can I'm, just buy one. Now, <laughs> I am a street scientist. You are not any kind of scientist. Don't lie. I won't have you disrespect me like that. You, what, what makes you a street scientist? Knowledge. No. Knowledge. About Clipboards. What? I got all types of knowledge. Okay. You have, dripping out of my ears like brain juice. Uh, clipboards I'll give you, but what, what knowledge do you have about diamonds? Well, see, that's what I was going to say. I'm no diamond scientist. I a don't gemologist. know. A gemologist. <laughs> as you might hear them <laughs> called in the professional field. <laughs> No, I am no, I'm no gemologist. Okay. Yeah, but you do have, you know what you do have? A friend in the Shane Company. Because <laughs> we true. all do, because the That's commercial true. tells us that. Well, maybe I should call them and have my, my questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know how uh, communications work, but I, I, I was having a hard time understanding what the importance was for this giant laser gun that they were going to build to help 
them like take over the telecom world. I really don't. Now, you're smarter than I am. No, I nothing I can think of for as far as communication goes. But honestly, no one knew because they like made fun of the fact that she had a cell phone. They were like, oh, you're one of those cell phone geeks. Right? Right, because so it's 1995. They didn't have cell phones back then. She also had a computer and a giant suitcase <laughs> that like folded up. And a satellite dish. Um <laughs> Now the the, technolo- the technology I can't think is f- of anything that would require. I I get the technology is like because old. they use gases for the most part for lasers. That's yeah. how I understand. I it. was just having a very hard time. Like the motivations behind people to like start this journey is just literally insane. Like from every aspect of all of it, the telecom company who is sending people out. Who what the first people. Spoiler they find out or they see them all brutally murdered, ripped to pieces. Right? Yeah. And, and they're like, oh. Son. Yeah, and it's his son who's went missing. RB. Yeah. RB Travis. Yeah. Who just screams all the time and carries around a golf club. Yeah. They're immediately like, oh, all these people are dead. Well, send more in. And this dude is his whole plan is to send wave after wave of disposable people and disposable bodies to get him these diamonds to power his super telecom laser. <laughs> which makes no sense. Which makes no fucking sense. I guess they were gonna carve messages into the moon. Now, I don't know. <laughs> now on the other side, we have Peter, his little bitchy assistant, Richard, and then we have Amy, the human gorilla. Which the I shag st- carpet gorilla. I still have no idea how so, he would have any kind of right to work within a gorilla. Okay. So now his thing is, hey, I have this gorilla. Now, at first, he has built this. It looks Sign like, language machine. Yes. It's a it, glove. And it's a glove. It kind of looks like the Terminator arm. Yeah, which then you, you know what would have been better than this? I guess it was because people had already learned American Sign Language, but you know what would work better? A fucking any kind of like fucking iPad. You could type it in real quick, and it would just say what you needed it to say. Like Stephen Hawkins' wheelchair. Yeah, which he uses. He controls with his fucking. He used to control with his eyeballs. Because he literally couldn't move any part of his body. Yeah, but that's not the selling point. The selling point is that they're ma- you'll be able to communicate with animals. That's what this guy's selling. No, that's what he used it for initially. I feel like someone else invented a machine because you. No, use he it already to communi- said that because they have the guy. They have the video with the guy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is the first time I've ever heard my voice. Who can't talk? He's born the without first, the organs. Which literally, like, this is the first time I've ever heard my voice. It's not even your voice. Okay, but two. I mean, that'd be a very you would powerful have to moment. speak. You would have to teach a gorilla sign language first. Be able to use this machine. So it's not like an A B thing. It's not a direct. It's not a direct connection. Do you know what I'm saying? It would be easier to teach animals like, like what? How are you going to teach a rat? fucking sign language you can't but could you teach it to touch fucking things on an ipad yeah probably okay i understand that but i understand what you're saying because other people also research how many actual animals in the in not in the wild but that we have for research purposes that can actually use sign language 
It's okay, but, very limited. But I it think cocoa was one of them. It would be a case-to-case basis. Of course, you're not going to like strap it on like a fucking humpback whale and like get it well, to work. But that, I don't see the point of, like, I don't understand the premise of, like, well, we're going to use this to communicate with animals. No. If you take a gorilla and you take it out of its natural environment and then you teach it a sign language, you're teaching, you're, you're basically manipulating it past its ability of what its natural actions would be. So you can't even say this thought process that this gorilla has is, like, a thought process for all gorillas. Which... That's all fine, but the whole point of what he's trying to do ends up being pointless anyway, because he rolls this gorilla out yeah. to show all these people that he's and got And then, this like, talk- the next day it has a nightmare, and he goes, oh, okay, we have to return it to the wild because it's having nightmares. Okay, so he rolls the, the gorilla out for all these people, and then it's just to show them that this gorilla can use this talking glove Which- to communicate. You don't right? even need this. You could already just have fucking anyone in the world who speaks American Sign Language translate for the gorilla. Well, then you're paying an extra person. There's no reason to do that. Yeah, but you basically had to take an invention that was just used for one person with sign language. <laughs> no, it's already, but it's already an established thing. You're just teaching a. Uh, no, not a, really. Because yeah, it is because somebody's already pe- using it. How many people with who use sign language to communicate have gloves? How is this? It wasn't like this was a prolific invention for people with sign language who spoke sign language, who were mute or deaf. What do you mean? Like, okay, this is not like this was an invention that was commonplace. It was an invention that they were trying to sell for people who are mute or deaf, and he took it and used it for this one gorilla that knew how to speak sign language. Right. That he had trained to speak language. But it doesn't matter because none of that ever even comes back. You're right. None of all none of his science and I don't, or research even matters. And all these people None of the science research in this matters at all. All these people are like Holy fucking shit, this gorilla's talking. But then at the but then none of that matters because like you said, the gorilla has a fucking nightmare and he's like, Oh my god, this gorilla's been finger painting the jungle. We have to take it back to the jungle. Which how did he okay, so how did this diamond guy who went Mr. Blah, 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 blah. Well, you see, he comes in later. But he That's a whole nother different story. Coming He's, in. No, he was at the demonstration of right. Amy with the gorilla. But we're not even to him yet. So because how did he see the original paintings of Amy to be at that? Because he posted, there's a there's a poster board of like pictures that fucking things. Because the internet on. didn't really even exist at this point. Well, so. no, but they've got like stuff that they've like taught Amy. They're like, oh, we've taught her to paint and do this and that. And he sees the the eye on there. How? Because it's like up behind her, I guess. Yeah, but why would he be there to see it? Now, see, that's also because he had the ring with him. Why is he there? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, even for the research that they were toting at the time, this is a time before internet even existed. So it's not like this guy saw on the internet. Oh Lord, it's my work phone. Hold on. All right. So we're back. Yes. Elaine had to deal with work stuff. Sorry. So we have telecom. We have Peter. Mm. He's talking gorilla, mm. which doesn't matter yeah. in any way, shape, or form because after he does this presentation, no one gives a shit about the fucking talking gorilla anymore. Now, for some reason, Tim Curry is there. 
Yeah. We never understand why. Now Tim Curry comes into the picture and is like, hey, I'll pay for you to take this gorilla back to the jungle. Back to the Congo. Back to the Congo. Because he's pretty certain that Amy knows where this one hidden mine is now, that has diamonds oh, I, in it. This is I, I recorded it because I have no problem suspending my disbelief for a film. Yeah. It's fine. You know, look, I've been watching Thundercats. <laughs> These motherfuckers just hop out in space constantly with no spacesuits or anything. Well, Earth you know too, what? You Whatever. Know. That's supposed to be Earth anyway. Thundercats but, happens on Earth. But no, but they're in Earth. space. No, they're on Earth too. No, they're in fucking space. You're not understanding what I'm telling you. They're in space, outer space, not on planets, floating around in space. With no like spacesuits or anything, because they're just Thundercats, and I guess they don't have to breathe. They've evolved. Yes, but it's like I have no, I have. They're no, also cat people, so yeah. I have no problem suspending my disbelief. <laughs> so I'm so glad that the fact that for plots and stories, them being in space is what trips you up, and not the fact that they're like cat humanoids. But okay, let's keep on going. Cat humanoids who were introduced as naked, and then they had to get clothes when they came to Earth for some reason. Earth 2. Earth 2. It's I don't very know why bizarre. it's Earth 2. I don't know why it's called Earth 2, but it's Earth 2. But, like I, I said. I don't know if it's because, like, at some point humans move to the second Earth or what? I don't know. I have no problem spinning my disbelief for storylines and plots. But this movie, their people's motivations just kept being like, "What? Like, what are you? What are you talking about?" Because it, it all just seemed like nonsense. Now, here is Tim Curry explaining his motivations behind why he is involved. They did not have. We do. We do. That the gorilla knows where it is. What? The gorilla. As a young man, I found a book in Soviet Georgia. It contained a detailed drawing of the city of The drawing contained a peculiar decoration, an open eye. Later, on safari, I found this. It's the same symbol. Now, look at this. Now, I'm even making fun of his accent in your recording of that clip. So, but like a gorilla painting an open eye could be any open eye. Like, why did it have to specifically be that one temple? So he's obviously like, oh, fucking course. This fucking gorilla has been to this lost city that I've been looking for. It's just one open eye. It could be anyone's eye. It literally could be anyone's eye. It could be any gorilla's eye that she's painting. Like, why did he have to believe it was the temple? And how did he know that Amy was captured near where this temple would be? I'm assuming that's information he got from Peter. So we have all these different storylines coming together. And then 
they make their expedition. Mm. When we were watching this, I paused it at a point and we were an hour into this movie and nothing had happened. That's not true. Amy had called the lady ugly. Yeah, and threw a fucking boiled egg at her. Now, also, of the handling of this gorilla. Now, this gorilla is drinking martinis. Yeah, it no. is smoking cigars, and then they are also feeding Which, it. Yes, they have done, and they have trained animals to smoke cigarettes. They're also feeding it like Zoloft and Xanax, so it can like fall asleep. On, like, airplanes and, like, on fucking boat rides, no, jumping out of planes. You wouldn't do that. But, but this is also the same gorilla that they trust to lead them later on, where they're just following this gorilla around. He's like, a gorilla's like, oh, no, go this way. Go this way. And this gorilla's just <laughs> getting fucked up the whole time. <laughs> um. Yeah, as a someone who was doing research with a gorilla, one, I can't believe... They were allowing, he would allow anyone to give it a margarita. A martini. A martini. That he makes. She calls it the green drop drink. So she knows what it is and she knows what to ask for. So it's not like this is the first time. So he does at one point the, who, uh, the George guy. George? What's his name? General George. Who, Monroe? Ernie oh, Hudson? General, yes, Monroe. That's what it is. So he slips it a Prozac. Like a Prozac is going to knock out a gorilla. He said Gorilla Prozac. So it might have been something else, and that's just what he called it. I they guess. were also being shot at with rockets. Which also, it knocked it out pretty quick. Which I don't feel like anything you would give it orally would knock it out that quick, but that's just me. The issue here this movie's action adventure (laughs) now there are action scenes there's there's them being shot at by gorillas with rockets trying to shoot their plane down so they have to jump out of the plane but that's g-u-e-r we have a fucking uh hippo attack which i also don't feel like would have happened but that's okay we have um a turret laser fence shootout with gorillas. But these are the gray gorillas. G-O-R-I-L-L-A-S. Which, nothing about these gorillas, if they saw... That's another thing that pissed me off. Then we also have the giant, like, throwdown at the end in Gorilla City, a.k.a. the Diamond Mine. But the problem is, all these action scenes, while they sound like they would be cool... They last like 30 seconds a piece, and they are not cool. Okay, so here's another thing. So there's these gray gorillas, which for some reason, off a blurry picture, primatologists have decided is a different species, right? So they're like, oh, this is a different species, which no. Two, these gorillas, if they had been left alone for as long as they have been left alone, which would have been thousands of years, they would have evolved back into regular fucking gorillas. If they had been left alone, they would have intermingled with other gorillas and eventually well, just they killed became, the other gorillas. No. You, yeah, but they would have died because they wouldn't have been able to reproduce. They would have been so aggressive, they wouldn't have been able to reproduce. So this is a reason right, right? So, like, people... This is off topic, but like this is basically how genetics are. So when you have aggression, which is one aggression, is genetic. So 
you have people who breed dogs for fighting, right? There's a reason why they have to use these special breed stands to breed these dogs is because they can't just let them mate normally because they'll kill each other, right? So these gorillas would have been the same thing. They would have become so aggressive they would have beat each other up and they would have become extinct or they would have intermingled with the actual gorillas and then just become back to normal gorillas. Hmm. I mean that's you know that sounds logical. That I mean that's literally how genetics works. But the problem is And then the fact that the fucking gray gorillas somehow knew American sign language when Amy was like, No, no, I don't think bad it was, gorillas. I don't think bad it was, gorillas. I don't think it was the sign language that had them confused. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be because they were supposed to be like but there was writing on the wall. These gorillas could literally were supposed to be able to read. I felt like it was more like uh, they were just reacting to her mannerisms. They're like, oh, this is like gorilla shit. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have meant anything to them because sign language is an Ameri- is a human-based action. They yeah, would but just you, I'm, not like, talking about, the- I'm not talking about the signing. I'm talking about her just being like... Yeah, they would thrusting at them and then like okay. trying to protect a ton of Peter. A ton of angry gorillas literally would give a shit about one gorilla. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It would not have worked. It wouldn't have been a thing. Okay. She's a tiny female. You know what also wouldn't be a thing? This entire movie. This entire fucking movie. None of the, no, I know nothing in this movie, but like from a complete but the, the, biological standpoint. The but whole thing, you would never take a gorilla that you have domesticated, taught sign language to, and because it had nightmares, bring it back to the Congo and just be like, okay, be free now. You can care for yourself. We've literally been feeding you for how many plus years? You're going to have to somehow learn how to feed yourself. That's fine. I, again, I could, sus- I could suspend my disbelief for that. But then it's the whole motivations of all getting there. All these people coming together with all these like... It's all a bunch of harebrained schemes that somehow got money. I feel like... Because I've never read the book. And I feel like a doctor should know better. So shame on you, Michael Creighton. You should know better. Crichton. Than write this book. Well, and that's what I'm like. Maybe I don't know. Is the book? I don't know if the book is like this. I'm not sure about yeah, the now differences. I have to read the book because I just like shamed am, a dead guy. Yeah, I have no intention <laughs> to read the book. Yeah, there'll be like a Reddit thread or some shit up about it. I'm yeah, sure, but know. it's like Cliff notes the book. Yeah, I feel like he just like just made a bunch of shit up, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this sounds like science, you know, and this sounds like it'll work," but. I don't know. Jurassic Park turned out good. News. I've read that, and that seems like science that worked. But again, I don't know. But like I was saying before, the action scenes are supposed to, like, I guess, hold us over for this epic journey that these people are going on. Because this movie's an hour and 48 minutes long. But these action scenes don't do anything for you because they're 30 seconds long and they really don't have any stakes until the very end. And everybody just talks so stupidly. Everybody has a terrible accent in this movie. Now, you know what I want? I want an R version of this movie where we have tons of, like, monkey chaos. Okay, what if they... Gorilla chaos. What if they remade this movie and made it make sense? I don't even need that. Well, I mean... Give me gorillas tearing people apart. It did rip that one guy's head off. We didn't get to see it. We just saw it afterwards. We, like, threw it at people. But I want that. I want to see monkeys... 
or fucking gorillas just like fucking destroying people. And That's I, what I honestly, see. you have probably I feel like chimpanzees would have been better because I feel like gorillas are probably going to be more seclusive than chimpanzees. Are I feel chimpanzees like, in the Congo? Well, they're somewhere in Africa. Yeah, I don't know exactly where. Ah, uh, well, yeah, because like chimpanzees like eat people's faces and shit. Chimpanzees are crazy aggressive. Yeah, they're like mean as fuck. Yeah, that's why they only ever use babies. Like, yeah, no, literally, and they're as strong as like twenty five men or something crazy. I don't even know. They're see, there we go. Strong. We remake Congo and we put chimpanzees in it. Yeah. I just don't know if they're in the Congo. I don't have a phone that I can Google on. Uh, I don't know. We we can put it in some other countries. Maybe they're in like Rwanda. We can be like Rwanda. Well, no, it's already Hotel Rwanda. I don't know. We'll do some research. Yeah, I don't like this movie. No, I don't like no. this movie either. I didn't hate it until you made me rewatch it, to be honest. Because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. And there's... You, you realize, like, the only other gorilla that's known to have spoken sign language is Coco. I don't even give a shit about that. That's not my problem. Okay, but Coco literally sat with Robin Williams. I don't give a fuck about Robin Williams either. <laughs> I know you don't. You know I don't give a fuck about Robin so Williams. So Coco literally sat with Robin Williams and like made fun of him for being hairy. Good. <laughs> Take him down a fucking pig. <laughs> Man, that's what he was thinking about when he offed himself. No, he, he actually, he used to go visit her all the time. He actually really enjoyed spending time with her. Oh, oh. Shame for that monkey. She had to put up with fucking Robin it's Williams. It's not a monkey. It's an ape. They're all the same. No, monkeys all and apes the are fucking different. Same. No, apes are different than monkeys. This movie makes me hate monkeys and apes now. Okay. They try to act like the people who had this tomb with diamonds or whatever try to create a new type of gorilla. They made vicious guard dog gorillas. That would be guard guardians. Which I guess in the book they're having sex with them too, and make them like human gorillas. Work. It wouldn't work. That's not. That's not. Wouldn't work. Well, hey, they're literally too. No, you go sit. Too, you go. Hey, you go sit in no. a fucking isolation chamber for like hours at a time trying yeah. to make this fucking movie. Fucking, that's and what you know, this, this is what you come Just up with. Stayed in that motherfucking isolation chamber, Michael Cretan. Cretan. Yeah. If he wrote that in the book, he's a Cretan. And he's a doctor. He should know better. He is a doctor. So I feel like, yeah, he's he should know some literally stuff. literally a medical doctor. He should know fucking better. The humans can't have sex with gorillas. No, they could technically, like, physically have sex with gorillas, but they would not have offspring. It's mm. not how that works. It's not like if you have sex with a horse, it's going to be a centaur. Like A centaur? Fuck. Yeah. Centaur. I'm trying to think of anything else that was redeeming out of this outside of... Stop eating my sesame cake. No. <laughs> I'm literally going to use stop eating my sesame cake for, for many. Has that replaced uh, I Ain't Your Pal Dick Face as your new favorite movie line? No, I still like I Ain't Your Pal Dick Face. That is a great one. Though I forget it all the time. Yeah, like it's. I don't know. I liked Ernie <laughs> Hudson, even though Ernie Hudson, like, he, he just, like, kind of has an accent, then he doesn't, and then he kind of talks like a Shakespearean actor. Yes, he does talk like he's very enunciating every single word, all the syllables. And Tim Curry just sounds like a fucking idiot throughout the entire Yeah, movie. he really does. It's the worst accent ever. It sounds like when I'm they, from Romania and I am going to the, 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 the. 
That is what he sounds like. <laughs> the, the diamonds. The gorilla knows where the diamonds are. And then, for some reason, Karen was like an ex-like CIA operative. But not really. <laughs> she was, but she wasn't. It was like oh, weird. she definitely was. Yeah. But, but the only XCIA shit she did was, like, shoot a flare gun at a fucking missile. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that was pretty That was pretty clutch, though, because no one else thought about it. Because <gasps> it makes no sense. Why but, would, but it, <laughs> why would it work? It does work. You've never seen jets shoot out flares? <sighs> okay. They do. I know, but not... Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that fucking work or not. It would work if they were heat-seeking, I guess. Which I'm assuming that's what they're supposed to be. But you don't think that... Uh, well, no, a flare would initially be hotter than a plane for the three seconds that it flared. Yeah. I don't fucking know. She knew how to, uh, like, shoot guns and shit. And she knew how to put a diamond in a laser and sh- Now, it. okay, hold on. Now, when I was talking about our R-rated Congo... Give me, I need like a five minute like laser scene. She cut that one gorilla in half and that was fucking awesome. But besides that, you only see her shoot the gorillas for like 10 seconds. She shot one's hand off. That was cool too. But the, but like, dude, that, they should be like charging her and she's just mowing them down with this fucking so, laser. So, and the thing with they did. Like, so, you remember Saving Private Ryan where all the dudes are just getting destroyed on the beach and they're like walking around picking up their own arms, arms and shit? they're in shock and yeah. Dude, that's how it should be with the fucking gorillas. They're so, like charging at her and she's just mowing them down with this so fucking with the laser. So, with the gorillas, the fact that they were white, I feel gray. like... Well, gray, white. So, I feel like they were trying to play on a study which was the opposite of what they were trying to say. But this there was a study in Russia where they took foxes. When? Oh, uh, recently. Not that well. No, probably the 70s because they still have they still have foxes you can get from it. So they took a bunch of foxes and they selectively bred these were wild foxes, but they selectively bred the like the nicest ones, like the ones that would be handled they wanted to see how domestication would work. So the they domesticated silver fox. Yes. So what they did was they basically they took foxes and the ones that were friendlier to humans, they just kept them breeding the friendlier ones and friendly ones for generations and generations and the ch- color changed from black to to gray white. And they got all different color patterns and they were like, "Oh, okay, so somehow personality is somehow linked to the color of the hair trait." So I feel like that's where the gray gorillas came from. Perhaps. That's from the 50s, 1952. Yeah, they, they still doing that. Yeah, they still do it. They still have this this farm. Huh. Well, there you go. Maybe he was inspired. He probably had read about that study when he was in Harvard or whatever the fuck. What other school did he go to? Medical Har- school? Yes, Harvard. When he was at fucking Harvard. Yeah. Very prestigious. Prestigious Harvard. Yeah, anyway, I'm done with this. I'm angry. Mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. I would not recommend anyone watch this movie. Unless you're feeling really nostalgia. Like some nostalgia for like shitty 90s movies. (laughs) I I guess. I guess so. You know, this movie also had action figures and you could get Amy with the talking glove. Oh, and you could put it on and take it off. On her little action figure. I just don't even understand it. 
why did she need the glove? He was like, oh, do you want your glove so you can communicate with me, the person who taught you sign language? You also speak sign language? You need your glove, Amy? Well, I mean, if you spent money on it and you took the time to put it in a case and carry it all the way to fucking Africa, I'm going to make that fucking monkey use a glove, even if it doesn't want to use it. <sighs> he already knew what she time. was saying. Yeah, but he already, already knew what she was saying. He didn't gotta, need her to have a glove. He's trying to show off for all the... Uh, for the two African guys that were along? Oh, uh, they were like, they started off with 10. Which I'm also questioning the math there because they, they, they were like, they were like, 11. yeah, you got 10 people. I was 11. It was 10. But I didn't know if that guy counted as 11. I think it was 10 and then Monroe. So that would make it 11. 11. So also the balloon. But she said she didn't just, like, need disappear. the balloon. She said she didn't need the balloon. Well, see that. All and right. then she had it anyway. Because they got it out of the wreckage from the other plane. The plane they saw crash. That oh. was the team. Because remember when Amy broke her telecom shit, he sent, I guess, he sent another group to find her. And that was the plane that got shot down, and it had the weather balloon in it. Oh. Hot air balloon. A weather balloon. It was literally, do you know how big those things are? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm no a balloonologist plane, either. I'm not, you know, this is really outside you know of my. They, uh, do you know how you fill them full of, like, helium? Yeah. So what do you think would happen if a plane crashed with a, with a fucking balloon that had helium in it? It didn't have helium in it yet. Well, you're remember, he about unfolded these... it. Oh, oh you talk about the helium like tanks. Where did the Have fuck they, did like, the helium ruptured? come from? Where do you think it came from? You think I don't they know. just tanks? walked down to the fucking local Walmart? Oh, there's tanks. Tanks of helium. Yeah. No, what do you think would happen with a plane that crashed that had helium on it? I mean, apparently nothing. No, apparently, you know, apparently nothing. It was just magically inert helium, helium at that point. No, well, you're assuming that uh, they would, like, get punctured or something. Or this is just, like, a giant, like, fireball. I don't think that was the case. No, I'm sure that plane actually probably landed normally, right? No, it did. In the jungle. You saw it. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is that... But it wasn't it all, like, burned up. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So you're noticing two plot holes. And planes don't always burn up. Okay. When they crash. Oh, I mean, it just magically it was out of fuel. No, it got shot. And it crashed. Yeah, but that and doesn't magically mean it was out of fuel. explode into like a fucking like yeah, fireball. You, you obviously don't know how fuel works, but that's okay. Well, what, what about alive? That plane didn't explode. Why? Because it landed in snow? No, because it ran out of fucking fuel before it crashed. Hmm. It crashed before it had fuel in it, right? Is that what happened? I, think I don't so. know. I think it ran out of fuel, and that's why it crashed. Ah. Because they it, had to eat each other. Because it jettisoned fuel somehow. Like, it was leaking fuel somehow. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Lots of questions. Lots of questions. No answers. Well, anyway, Congo sucks. No one needs to watch it. And I also don't think wild gorillas would accept Amy. I don't think so either. No. They wouldn't be like, oh, a random fucking gorilla here? We're not territorial animals at all. Which that silverback was already like, hey, you guys need to get the fuck up out of my jungle. Because silverbacks are super territorial. Yeah. And then the Amy was just like, oh, Amy, good gorilla. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess you And I was like, oh, around. okay, then that's fine. She said she's fine, and I speak American Sign Language for some reason as a gorilla in Africa. Yeah, you can tell from the mannerisms. It's gorilla stuff. <laughs> how gorillas they communicate like that no they don't communicate using their hands at all you know why they don't communicate because they're not fucking real 
never seen a gorilla. I've never been to the same room. Oh, I'm taking you to see a fucking gorilla. And then I'm going to do You know a- what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw something at it to make sure it's not a hologram. Okay, you do that. Yeah. I'll, we'll bring What's bananas. he going to do? It could kill you. He couldn't. Hey, a gorilla could still kill you. In a zoo? Well, if it broke. Well, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be that kid and like climb into the enclosure. Oh, okay. get harambied. <laughs> if that's what happened. <laughs> All right. All right. Now I have to prove that gorillas exist, to Kaz. All right. I got to keep our relationship exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna go to the Congo. How about that? I don't want to go to the Congo. <laughs> I don't want to go to Africa. I have like no intention. Yeah, to go which there. is also what the fucking uh, assistant said in the very beginning. He did not want to go to Africa. And you know what? He was fucking right. He shouldn't have gone. He was fucking right. That whole fucking he trip should have was stayed home. The whole trip was a nightmare, and then he got murdered by a gray gorilla. Yeah, he totally did get murdered by a gray gorilla. And he was trying to be safe too. They were like, "Oh yeah, we're all going to go in there where we think all these people disappeared." He's in like, this "Hey, I ain't, I ain't going in there." Yeah, and then he got murdered for staying outside. Mm-hmm. So there you go. R.I.P. Uh, Richard, you were the only one with any fucking sense. Yeah, he still shouldn't have gone to yeah. Africa. He was like, I don't even like being outside. Why would I want to go to fucking Africa? And you know, it was crazy how people would just wander off into just, you know, the jungle, the I, foliage, I, and I, have no problem with it. The what? Foliage. <laughs> foliage. Yeah, is that what you fucking call it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know. What do you call that? Oh, tin foil. Yeah, the tin foilage. Foilage. No. What foliage? The fuck? Foliage. <laughs> oh, oh my god. This is you. This that Richard was you. Let's be honest. Richard was you. Oh shit! It is foliage. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, so going off into the jungle foliage, and, you know, they're just like... <laughs> foliage. Well, yeah, but they're like, it's like up to their fucking neck, and they're just walking around and just being like, just acting like them, there's not all these things like that could murder you. a gorilla just run loose. They don't even have it on a leash. It's true. They didn't keep up with fucking Amy, and she's running they're around like, Where fucking... Where the fuck's Amy? She got into those she bananas. She was like, oh, I've been hanging out with the good gorillas, and he's like, what good gorillas? She's like... Yeah, all the motherfucking good gorillas I've been hanging out with while you guys have been fucking looking at diamonds. And when she broke into the cooler because she thought the bananas had drugs in them. Because she split it in half. <laughs> the fact that she fucked up that poor little budget frog. Oh, yeah. He didn't do nothing. She was like, budget frog, get off. Get off. I'm going to open the cooler. Yeah. I need all right. Dr- I gave you enough, ro- enough notice. Amy needs her feel good bananas. <laughs> I need my sleepy bananas. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking drugging this fucking gorilla, letting it drink and smokes fucking cigars and shit. It's insane. Ugly, ugly woman. The fact that he had to go explain, hey, just so you know, I, I didn't really think, I don't really think you're ugly. I just have to say that. Because she gets Amy, really angry. Because Amy might, was gets jealous. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I understood that it was just for Amy's benefit. <laughs> Like, why was that part of the movie? Or when she's like, like why they, did you teach that ape how to talk? And then he just goes on this huge, like, diatribe. She's like, okay. You why still, teach anything? You still didn't answer my question. He's like, oh, yeah. Why would you teach anyone anything? And he's and, like, yeah, but you taught an ape how to talk. For no fucking reason. 
And now you're going to go drop it in the middle of fucking Africa. Then you're going to be like, well, now I feel bad because it has nightmares. So let's just drop it back in Africa. If they ever did a Congo too, they would have been like, they would have found a tribe of fucking signed and fucking gorillas. Amy would have taught everybody how to sign. It's never too late. No. It's never too late. You'd be like, this is fucking Africa. Get the fuck out, white people. <laughs> that's, what the, that's, what the, that's what the gorillas would say. They'd be like, stupid white people. This is Africa. Go away. They're bringing, stupid white people. They're bringing back the volcano menu. <laughs> I know. I saw. Volcano burrito and lava mm-hmm. sauce. Mm-hmm. And the volcano taco. <laughs> Perfect timing to make Congo too. Maybe that's why they're bringing it back. They're going to like surprise us. And the gorillas are just going to be like, stupid white people. Stupid white people. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to do it. <laughs> I'm done talking about the Congo. We've talked about Congo way too long. What? Does, does that really say three hours? It says 30 minutes. You oh. Drunk. <laughs> I just saw the three and I thought those were the minutes. Um, That would be 30 hours. Okay. All right. All right. You got me. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. Our schedule's all jacked up. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. No, it, leave us alone. Oh, no! No. Elaine, no. stop pushing buttons. <laughs> stop it. I'm going to sign at you right no. now. No, stop it. Amy wants laughter. So, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's going to be coming up next. We're going to be recording this weekend with uh, Big Ken. I think fucking Lawyer James is coming. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. We still got Unicorn Wars to do with Tavares. He chose his child's birthday over the podcast. Yeah. Piece of shit. I mean, he has f- four other ones. Oh, three yeah, other ones. Yeah, that's true. You make memories with the other three. You know? It's two. Yeah, he doesn't know. Do you remember your second birthday party? I don't remember, I don't remember shit. But anyway, so. It's, it's association. And then we'll have to get back on Jean-Claude Van Dimber, the second, the second block. But, you know, we'll get there. We'll figure it all out. We haven't done a horror movie in a while, so I feel like we need to do that. Oh, just say that is part of the opening, isn't it? Yeah. The horror movie podcast. Yeah. (laughs) We've kind of just been doing uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies and... Fucking this. And I was thinking that, too. I was like, we need to do a horror movie, and then we go and fucking watch Congo. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, I don't know. Oh, we did watch a movie about hopping vampires we just couldn't air it yeah we couldn't air that that was <laughs> no that was that was unsalvageable sorry nate <laughs> yeah and then we were gonna do a little episode on kids versus aliens which you're glad we didn't because that was just a fucking piece of shit too so. also not really a horror movie but i guess some people would categorize it as one yeah hey but you watch scanners that was good. I did watch Scanners. And you watched 75% of Day of the Dead. I don't remember. With Bub. I don't remember. The zombie shaving and playing a Walkman and shit. He shaved a zombie? The zombie shaves himself. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, right. that underground silo? It was, it was, the zombie was not really super zombie. He was kind of like, oh, maybe he's not a complete zombie. Oh, he was a zombie. It was just that guy was giving him brains and shit to, like, do tricks, party tricks. Oh, he trained it? Yeah. Oh. Well, you went to bed before all that stuff ended up coming out, so. It doesn't fucking, dude, it doesn't fucking matter. No, this fucking matters. So, as always, stay tuned, keep watching, 
And for me in the lane, adios. You can push one button. Oh, God. Now I don't remember which one's which. Goodbye. <laughs> Amy likes laughing. Goes on for like 10 more seconds, too. That's more appropriate. There you go. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.